what's up, guys? Welcome back to Bible Rings with me, Constantine. And today we're going to read Genesis chapter 14 of the battles. And very exciting. We are going to read, as I said, battles and the kingdoms, for example, of Keliomer and of Elisar and of Shinar and etc. etc. in the land of Canaan. And pretty much the title of this will probably be, or at least in my Bible, it says Abram delivers Lot, which is his brother's son, if you guys remember. And yeah, that's going to be our chapter today. Maybe we'll read chapter 15, but for now, we're going to read chapter 14. If you guys have your Bibles with you, take them out and let's get started reading. And if you guys just want to stay here and listen, that's perfectly fine. As long as you guys are here, I'm happy. And if we can please share this with as many people as possible so that more and more people can learn God's ways and the Lord and the Bible in general. So let's get right into this. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning or um, whatever, whenever you're hearing this, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. And if you're not, I hope that this Bible hearing, this Bible preaching, I guess, lifts, lifts up your mood. But let's get right into this. So Genesis chapter 14. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, um, um, king of Shinar, sorry, Ariak, king of Elisar, uh, Chertalam, king of, El, of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that these made war with Barah, king of Sodom, and with Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shanaber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, which is Zoar. All these were joined together in the vow of Sidim, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Keteliomer, not Chelomor, like I said, it's Keteliomer, sorry. And in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year, came Keliomer and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rafi, the, the Raphaims, and the Ashtaroth Karnaim, and the Zuzims, and the and Hams, and an Amin, and Shavek Kiviatham, and the Horites in their Mount Seir, unto El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they returned, and came to Pishpat, which in which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekis, and all and also the Amorites that dwelt in Hezidon Tamar. So those seven verses, guys. Sorry that I, that I'm somewhat busting my toe into the wall or just punching it pretty much, because these these once you if you're not reading this if you're just hearing this once you look at the names they're really crazy confusing. They have, it's just Kiriathian, I don't know if I'm even saying that right. I'm just trying my best, guys. As I, as you guys know, I'm not a professional, but I just, I'm just trying my best. So, sorry about that. However, those first seven verses, pretty much the overall, overall summary of those seven um, verses is that the kingdoms of Afravel, Ariok, uh, Keliomer and Tidal go in war in the Valley of Sidom, which is the Valley of the Salt Sea of the, of the Salt River, uh, against and they fight against the kingdom of uh, Barab, Bersha, Shinab, uh, Shaber, and Zoar. So it's pretty much the king of Sodom, king of Gomorrah, king of Adma, king of Zeboim, and king of Bela versus the king of nations, king of Elam, uh, king of Elisar, and king of Shinar. So it's like it they're they're outnumbered. It's a four v five, and then later on, 
for 12 years, those kingdoms that would later lead out, the five kingdoms, will, oh, they were praising Keliomer. Keliomer is the king, is really the king of all Elam, and the king of that region. And on the 13th day, uh, 13th year, however, a year later, those five nations, those five people, rebel against Keliomer. And in the 14th year, he and the kings attacked uh, those, you know, those nations, those countries. So that's, that's where we're at right now. So pretty much those, those nations, those empires are going to attack each other. Just pretty much just for power, right? As every war is. So moving back, uh, verse eight. And there went out the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adma and the king of Zeboim and the king of Bela. The same is Zoar, and they joined battle with them in the Vale of Sidim, with Keliomer, the king of Elam, and with Tidal, king of nations, and Alfravel, king of, of Shinar, and Ariok, king of Elasar, four kings with five. That's that's why I said I was kind of, you know, going a little too early, sorry. And the Vale of, uh, verse 10, and the Vale of Sidim was full of slime pits, and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they, and they that remained fled to the mountain. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victual, uh, victuals and went their way. And they, look, and they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. And there came one that, that had escaped and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain, plain of Mamre and Amorite, uh, brother of Esh, Eshcol and brother of Aner, and there were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Don. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women and and the women also and the people. So from verse eight to verse sixteen, those eight verses. Generally, Abram hears that his brother. Uh, well, actually, before that, the kingdoms attack, right? The kingdoms attack. However, the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. However, they fall into these these like slime pits or asphalt pits. And then the remainder of, or not all of them, but some, or most of them, right? And then the remainder of the people that left went to the mountains. The mountains of, let me see. Yeah, it, it doesn't say, it just says the mountains. However, when, I have to stop saying however, sorry. And in the mountains, Kelium takes Sodom and doesn't take Sodom, takes takes Lot, the brother's uh Abram's brother's son, and takes all his goods from him. Takes all his goods from him and kind of holds him captive also and takes him far to the east, uh far in, I believe, Damascus, as it says. And then uh then after that, Abram doesn't know where Lot is, because if you guys remember back then they separate. Abram and Lot separate themselves because 
their cattle could not flourish with the limited land that they had because their cattle were very, was were very rich, and they could, they just could not they could not coexist both of them in one land. So they split apart, and Lot took one side of of a region, and Abram took the land of Canaan, that that area which is nowadays Israel. And as we see here in verse 12, sorry, they, and they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, in Sodom and his goods, and departed. And, and then after that, Abram heard in verse 14 that he heard that his brother was taken captive, and he armed his, and armed his strained servants, born in his own house, 318. So after Abram heard that, he heard that from a person who escaped the war uh, or the battle. And that person went up to Abram. I guess he knew him uh, somehow. Probably, I mean, I mean, that area of where Abram is at with 318 people that, I mean, you must know someone from there. So there, ha- so there is some connection. And he tells Abram that his brother's son, Lot, is captive and that they took everything from him. So Abram pulls up with his whole unit, his whole servant's family and everything, 318 soldiers, armed and trained soldiers, and they go and take Lot out of captivity. They take all his goods back to him, and they bring him back peacefully. Well, I, there's probably some bloodshed, right? But they take him back safely to where he uh, to his land, which is um, Gomorrah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gamora, I believe. No, Sodom, Sodom, Sodom. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sodom. And that it's it's a crazy story. That that part's just it's it's relatively spicy. Oh, okay, that was bad. Okay, just just forget what I said. So moving oh crap. Moving on. Genesis verse 17. And a king of Sodom went out to meet him. After his king, after after his return from the slaughter of Keliomer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's date, and Melchizedek, Melchizedek, king of Salem, Salem or Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him and said, "Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God." which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the kingdom of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods to, thy, to thyself. And Abram said to the, kingdom of Sodom, uh, to the king of Sodom, I have lift up my hand unto the Lord, and the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shulatich, uh, sulitched, Right, shoelatched, shoelatchet. I am very sorry. Shoelatchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich, save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of men which went with me, Anur, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Once again, I'm sorry that I butchered these words. I probably have not drinking enough water. That's why I'm stuttering a lot. 
the rest from verse 17 to 24, seven verses again, we kind of see a foreshadowing. As you guys see, the king Melchizedek, the king of, in verse 18, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Why is this foreshadowing? Well, if you guys remember, or, well, we haven't talked about it, but most of us know. Jesus in the Last Supper said that my wine, that the wine, the red wine, is my blood. And this is given out to you. And then the bread is Jesus' is Jesus's body, is Jesus' soul. And this is given out to you. This somewhat, in a way, foreshadows what God will do to uh, what God will do for us as not only Christians as everyone in the world, what He will do for us, and that is uh, bring His Son down from heaven, this peaceful, nice heaven, and bring Him to earth, bring Him to earth, and spread the love of God, to spread how God loves everyone, how Jesus loves everyone, no matter who you are, no matter how sinful you are, no matter how much you've done wrong, he will still love you. And that he will have God, guys, God and Jesus, or really Jesus, because he's the one that will, you know, judge if you go to heaven or not, I believe, but we will take that later into um, when we get there. God, let's just say God for a moment, because we haven't touched on Jesus. God is the person who, God's the judge. God's the judge in Judgment Day, which is pretty much when, after we die, we go up and pretty much a Judgment Day. That's where God decides if you should go to heaven or not. Now, he's not going to pull a list that says, oh, if you have more sins, you're going to hell. If you have less sins and more uh, sinless days or whatever, you're going to heaven. Because if that was the case, everyone, and I mean every single person, would go to hell. But God is not like that. Sure, God puts people in hell, not because it's his decision, but because they did not turn, they did not turn, they turned their backs on him. But that's a deeper conversation that I will have later. And probably, that's probably a good topic about another episode. But moving back, God is a, is a loving father, but he's also a judge. God will always forgive you for your sins. And God will always understand why you committed that sin. Temptation. As I said in my very first episode when we talked about Adam and Eve. The reason why we have sin is because of temptation. And temptation started with Adam and Eve and Satan with the apple. And after that comes sin. So God knows that the tempta- that temptations can be hard to handle. And he forgives you always. But... He wants you to overcome that temptation and follow his footsteps. Now, in Judgment Day, if you believe in God and if you if you truly love him, if you truly sell your soul to him, to God, to Jesus, not to whatever other things that, you know, today rap songs say, right, to God. If you sell your soul to God, if you sell and if you pray to him daily and if you connect to him through the Bible and through even this podcast, right? Even though it might not be the best, it helps. It helps. And a lot of people have actually told me that, that it's actually helped. 
doesn't matter if it's kind if it's just so i can feel good or if it actually means something i don't care that it's their fault that if i mean it actually forget that right the only way to go to heaven in my opinion is if you believe in god and if you have faith in him and if you have trust in him if you don't have trust in him or faith in him god will still think god will still take his chance of you entering the heaven no doubt about that because he's a loving god however if you don't accept that jesus died on the cross for you then that gets a little bit trickier because the reason why we have chance to go to heaven is because of him also in the bible there will be ways to go to heaven as well uh, through laws and moses but that's for that's mostly in the old testament and the old testament is judaism and the new testament is pretty much jesus and that's his and jesus is our way to heaven jesus is our ticket to heaven and if we don't glorify him it's hard to glorify god we can't get through god because god is a judge but also a loving father however if jesus says god or father because uh, jesus is his son father let him inside god will let him inside it's like going to a friend's house correct going to a friend's house and you've never met their dad or their dad somewhat hates you because they, they know that you've done something wrong their dad won't let you in probably however your friend comes down and says dad it's okay let him inside and your dad and his dad lets you inside because god trusts his son because first of all jesus died on the cross for us jesus died on the cross for us and for everyone not just for for the rich not just for the poor but for every single human being on this planet in that time and in today doesn't matter sure words over time do mean different things at that time several words uh when the bible was made several different words meant several different things however jesus dying on the cross for us never changed and it will always stick to us in the heart and god trusts jesus that jesus has that jesus knows who's entering heaven that jesus knows that yes he's a sinner but i love him and that he deserves to go to heaven because he has faith in me. So that was very off topic. That's that I should have saved that for my other episode. But I mean, now we got a, a kind of a view of what we're going to talk about later uh, during the Bible. So pretty much those last uh, moving back. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that was come. That was very off topic, but it also connects. That's why it's all of the the whole Bible connects to one another, even if it's from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Everything connects. That's what the beauty of the Bible is. Not only because it connects to God and the Holy Spirit, but everything connects to one another. Everything is perfectly structured and perfectly connected that it makes sense. It makes sense if you truly take the time and understand it. And all the questions you have are in the Bible. You just have to dig deeper and truly understand, not just skim it, not just dig the po- the top part of it, but you have to dig deeper into the Bible and you will find your answers. So after 
uh, the king of Salem blesses Abram. God, as God said, gives him the riches, gives him glory, and he gives him um, not I wouldn't say power, but he gives him he gives him golden riches, and the king also gives him golden riches. The king of Sodom is less gracious. Uh, he currently demands that Abram return his people and keep the rest for himself. And as the victor, Abram, um, Abram is likely uh, that he claimed the right to all of it, but he refused to keep even the thread of Sodom's um, plunder, like his Sodom's land. Abram seems to have the same attitude towards Sodom, which God will express to Israel many centuries later. And some cultures are so... Uh, the materials are positions uh, should be shunned. However, Abram also doesn't want Sodom's king to believe his wealth in any way comes from Sodom. Abram won't stop his allies from keeping their portion, however. Um, so, I obviously did not say that from the top of my head. Um, I am reading from Bible Ref. It sometimes helps a little bit with a... Um, what 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 you what you would call it? Um, a wrap up, right? Because I know I'm not the best speaker. So, Abram does not want the riches. He wants the riches, but God promises him promises him in the earlier portion of the Bible that he will gain more riches. But for now, he should not interfere with anyone. So in a way, he does, except in another way, he does not. But he might have taken a little bit. Um, we do not have enough time. As I said, Anchor only lets me record for 30 minutes. But tomorrow we will read a spiritual seed promised, which is, um, that's the title of it in, Gen in my Bible. And that's Genesis chapter 15. And, ooh, and maybe 16, because, or 16 and 17. 17 is very important. I'm just going to tell you all this. 17, chapter 17 is extremely important. And if you guys are taking notes of this, which, I mean, that that's awesome if you are, because uh, that's just awesome. Um, chapter 17 will be very important to take notes on or to just highlight. And if you're not taking notes, if you're just listening, as long as you're here, I'm happy. Right. So that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you guys so much for hearing my podcast. I'm very grateful that all of y'all take your time, take a time out of your day to listen to me. I know I'm not the best, but I try my best. I know I'm not the best, but I try my best. Hey, I mean, kind of, I'm, I'm very cringy. I'm sorry. Um, thank you guys so much for everything. I hope you guys can share this podcast with as many people so more and more people can learn the ways of God. God bless you all. Have a great Thursday, and I just hope everything works out with y'all, and I hope you guys enjoy. God bless you all, and amen.